I feel like to grow, you have to be challenged. Yeah. And if you're comfortable, you're not challenged. <clears throat> so you have to put yourself in the situation where you're not comfortable. And that's, um, if that's doing things by yourself, if that's, you know, taking a trip to New York City with your, you know, with your best friend and getting lost, then that's what you have to do. Boom. And we're live. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be in the world. I hope you're having a great day and you've had a great and productive and fulfilling week. It's sunny this morning. It's Saturday morning, so I'm pumped. It's going to be a good day, but let's get into this intro. So welcome to episode two of the podcast. On this episode, we have the one and only Jack Prommel at Jack underscore Prommel, P-R-O-M-M-E-L. So a little bio about him. He is an accomplished four-year mining engineering student here at WVU, and he brings a super interesting perspective about the world, about mining, about what he's enthusiastic about, and everything. So he was born and raised in Bolivia, in South America, and so he has traveled the world from Mexico to South Africa to Europe to the national parks to like probably anywhere that you can think of. In this episode, we talk about some of those experiences, Jack's outlook on life and the world in general, and his concept of passion projects, which is super interesting and I think should be implemented in everyone's life, especially if you're in college. And we also just talked about his innate curiosity for the world around him and how important he thinks that is to success in life and college. Um, And yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this awesome conversation that we had. And uh, if you get anything out of it, I'd be really, really grateful if you left a rating, if you shared it with a friend, if you just left your feedback of any kind, I'd really appreciate that. Um, This podcast has been so awesome and exciting so far for me, and uh, I can't wait to see what happens out of this show. So without further ado, here is the conversation with the one and only Jack Prommel. Welcome. To episode number two of the show. Why don't you tell us about yourself in like a two-minute, three-minute blurb for the ten people that listen to this that don't know you? <laughs> uh, so my name is Jack. I grew up in Bolivia. And pretty much I grew up there with some very interesting experiences. My, uh, my mother is from Bolivia. My stepfather is from the U.S. So I came to the U.S. a lot and I kind of considered the U.S. a second home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to come to school in the United States. Ended up finding that I could get in-state tuition in West Virginia for mining. So uh, without knowing anything about mining, I just jumped in and decided you, to study that. How do, you def- how do you find West Virginia, of all places, from uh, Bolivia? So I'm a Maryland resident, Okay. Uh, even though I've yeah. never technically lived in Maryland, <laughs> which is a whole other story in itself. But I, I was looking through the common market, which gives people who don't have... Um, People who want to study something that Maryland doesn't offer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was just looking at what other options I had. And then mining came up. And I was like, all right, I'll study mining. And then, well, West Virginia was the option. So I was like, I guess West Virginia is where I'm going. Good place for um, mining. Yeah. <laughs> so you travel a ton. I mean, you've literally been all over the world. You've, you've you know, I, I want you to tell most of the story. But in summary, you've worked in gold mines in Mexico. 
You've traveled Europe last summer. You worked in a surf shop in California for a summer. You just got back from touring all the national parks. Like what? Why? Um, growing up, something that my family always did was travel. Uh, we always blocked out one or two weeks and we always made sure that we'd, we'd go somewhere. Uh -huh. um, and I think this branches down to what my grandmother said. Uh, she told me this one time when I was a kid. She said, you have to leave wherever you are um, at least once a year. Mm, that's good. And she said, because you need to grow, you need to see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, so if you have your routine and you're always in the same place, then you will always look at things the same way. So if you, yeah, go, if you go sure. somewhere else, yeah. you're, first of all, your body's not used to wherever you are. Somewhere your mind is processing things differently, whether it's you're up on a mountain, whether you're in a new city, whether you're somewhere where you don't speak the language, your mind is going to process things differently. And maybe you'll find a solution to a problem you didn't have, you had, or you didn't have, and now you realize you have now. Know you had, uh, yeah. So just stuff like that. And then I've been traveling since I was a kid. And recently when I got, you know, when I got to college, I was like, well, I guess it's time for me to really travel and really yeah. go and do crazy. I won't say crazy, but like go do things that people say like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, when my first summer, uh, after college, I went to California, worked at a surf shop. That was really cool. Uh, you lived in a motel, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I worked at a surf shop. I learned how to surf when I was there. Um, super fun experience. Loved San Diego, loved California so much. Um, but then I was like, all right, you know what, time to do the next thing. Yeah. Uh, so then I went to Mexico and I worked in a gold mine, uh, which was also a fantastic experience. When I was there, I hated it so much. It was like the worst two, two months of my life when I was, you know, like when I was living there. Um, but when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, it was, it's such a defining moment in my life. This got to be such an experience, man. Oh, it is, it is. And then everyone always asks me, do you, like, could you see the gold and the truth is you can't yeah um, it's microscopic so yeah you're just looking at rock and you're like oh okay like this looks like it's gold <laughs> yeah um so it's a lot of fun uh, mining is it's a very tight-knit community and people really take care of each other there which is something i haven't seen in a lot of different industries mm -hmm. i'd always wanted to travel to see different things mm -hmm. um, so i grew up in the mountains and i always wanted to like go to the ocean I always wanted to see these, like, you know, like New York City, the big cities, and explore Europe, because I read about all this stuff when I was a kid, so I was like, I want to go do it, I want to go see it. Um, but there was also the, you know, there's, there's, there's also this thing of how do you, how do you do it, and why, you can't just be like, I want to travel, there has to be a reason, yeah. um, an underlying reason, I think the reason is to change my mindset. Um, I think it took my grandmother to to tell me that, to kind of realize it. And then again, mm -hmm. one of my professors actually told me this about a month ago. Uh, he was like, I know the reason why you travel so much. And it's because you want to change your mindset. And he was 100% right. Uh, because this last trip that I took to California to go visit all the national parks um, was completely on a whim. And it was on a whim because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I wasn't sure where I'm, actually, I still don't know where I'm going, but... Um, mm -hmm. When I was looking through where I could move and what I could do after I graduate, um, I'd just taken my engineering certification exam. And I was like, you know what? I don't think being an engineer is for me. So yeah. I need to go. That's got to be an interesting moment, too. <laughs> Going four years and then taking an exam to get your degree. And you're like, you know, maybe I want to do something else. Which is totally, like, extremely... Um, 
like ballsy. I don't really have a better term for that, but like very <laughs> self-aware to be like, you know, I, I really don't know if I want to do this forever. And I've spent, well, if you, re- if, I mean, if you look at the statistics and you look at the numbers, most people don't do what they studied in college. Yeah. So that's, that's like something that's been helping me process yeah, it this. It takes the pressure off. Um, but at the same time, I did study this partially to prove a point to people. I was like, you know what? I can get an engineering degree because mm-hmm. most people said I wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to do it. So I did it and I got certified and I have all of that, all, you know, everything. But now I'm like, all right, I'm done with that. Time to go do something that I really want to do and something that I'm, you know, passionate about. I think it's really interesting <laughs> that you treat, like you treated college in a way like, like a, um, I don't want to say a hobby, but like a learning experience that's very different from how most people view it, I think. Oh. Whereas people, um, you go into college and you're like, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. And this is, and it puts such a big pressure on you. Whereas like you could say, okay, I'm going to take a class in this and I'm just going to learn this just for the fun of it. Oh, you yeah. kind of, you kind of treated college like that in a sense. And I feel like that's what you have to do. Yeah. The way, so the way the, the American college system is set up is really set up for you to explore. Yeah. Um, so you have, you know, your, your general requirement classes where you, you explore, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you, you know, you have to take the, some sort of history class. You have to take some sort of arts you know, class, some sort of this class. So take something that's interesting. Take something that's out of whatever you would possibly take. I took a hunting class <laughs> uh, and I know the history of hunting. Why? Because I had never n- knew anything about hunting and I wanted to, I wanted to like figure out why people do it. Um, and now I appreciate hunting, you know, in a, in a conservation manner, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, actually, right now I'm taking a computer science class, even though it has nothing to do with what I'm doing. Just because what if I never did it and then, you know, five, ten years from now I try it out. I'm like, well, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. How do you get so comfortable with jumping out of your comfort zone? Like, like the way I think most people think about travel is, okay, I have this really comfortable place here at home. Why would I go out there and and brave the unknown, so to speak, to go and make these new experiences if I'm comfortable right here? And they're scared of 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 you know stuff not working out. They're scared of a, a future that they can't see. How did you just be like screw that? Like I'm just gonna go do it because that's it's very easy to say, but it's and it's an easy concept to understand, but it's so much harder to actually put into practice. Um, I feel like. To grow, you have to be challenged. Yeah. And if you're comfortable, you're not challenged. So you have to put yourself in the situation where you're not comfortable. And that's, um, if that's doing things by yourself, if that's, you know, taking a trip to New York City with your, you know, with your best friend and getting lost, then that's what you have to do. Again, easier said than done. I think the, the best step to do this is to buy the plane ticket. Just once, you, once you once you once once you buy the plane ticket, then I mean, you're committed. You're done. Like, yeah. All right, you already bought it. You have to be there, or you no, know, you wasted all your money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I do. I I buy the ticket, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I have to figure out what I'm doing and how I'm get, you know, yeah, how everything's gonna work out. The next thing I wanted to talk about is this concept of a passion project. I'm not gonna explain it. I want you to explain it. So what is it, and and how have you implemented it in your life? All right. Because it so. kind of goes along with this whole growth and expansion and, and yeah. finding yourself type of thing. So I realized when I was throughout college that I wanted to do so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But at the same time, I'd always push it back. It's like, you know what? I don't have the money to do this project right now. I don't have the time for this. I don't have something. And it's, uh, there's always that I don't have. And that just like holds you back from everything. Mm-hmm. So I realized, what's the one thing that keep that makes me do things in school, in life, in, you know, in anything? And it's deadlines. It's deadlines. It's that simple. When you have a project due on this day, it's due on this day and you're going to get it done. If you're a procrastinator, you'll do it the night before, but you're still going to get it done. So what if I implemented that into my, into my personal life, into something that I want to do? So I have this project I want to do. I'll give myself, let's say, six months to do it. On this day, it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. So I'll work on it, work on it, work on it as much as I, you know, as I can. And then towards the end, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to get this yeah. done. And then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, if, if it's a movie, if it's a book, if it's, uh, you know, learning how to make ice cream, if it's whatever. So I started with a book because I thought that would be something pretty easy to do. That's my book right, right there. Uh, it's on Amazon if you want. Uh, For all the people listening, it's called On Display by Jack Promel. And it's, uh, but it was a lot of fun. So I, I told myself I was going to. I was going to get it done before uh, the end of the semester um, last spring. And I, I just started writing and I started writing. And uh, next thing I knew I had, you know, I had a bunch of poems and I was, you know, ready to send them to, to an editor and get them get fixed up. And, uh, but you didn't know anything about writing before this. Like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't have like an experience writing a book. You had oh, no, no experience publishing a book. You didn't know anything about it. You just dove into it yeah said like let's just see what happens is exactly know? so yeah I, I i haven't really taken any formal like poetry writing classes or creative writing i haven't you know i didn't know anything about publishing uh, so i went on i was just like you know what? i'm just gonna print out a few copies for myself uh, just to say that i did it mm-hmm. and maybe give some to a few friends and then i found out that amazon can be a publisher and you can self-publish stuff and i got so excited i was like well you know i guess it's time for me to you know publish my own book so um, I went through the whole process I, I got my copyright and um, it was such a fun experience and now now that I know that I can do it I can you know I tell everyone like you can write a book if you want to do it just just yeah. go for it yeah and it seems like such an untainable unreachable goal that authors are these magical people that <laughs> or or artists or anyone that does great things I think it's very common to say they were born with that you know, oh, yeah. somebody helped them out and they just learned how to, like, they just knew how to do it. And there's no possible way that I could become that too. Cause it's very easy to say that. Yeah. It gives you an excuse not to. It definitely, so, definitely. So when you just, when you show that you can literally like go out and do this, you know, like for me, I literally picked up a camera eight months ago. Oh yeah. I mean, right. And I'm like, oh, I don't know where this is going to go, but it might go somewhere. So I'm just going to try it out and see what happens. And through that, I've realized that the process of becoming good at something isn't this magical thing it's just you just do it you just do it and like you, it's that simple you just do it and then, i don't know and it's pretty crazy it it's a lot of fun and i i mean i i can't recommend enough for anybody to just go and whatever you pick up and just try try things yeah so where did you find this concept of a passion project and just to clarify for anybody listening the passion project is Every six months, right? Six yeah, months. roughly every six months. Every six months, you pick something completely different. You redefine yourself, and you're just like, I'm going to do this for six months, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. So you've done the book. You've done ice cream. Was ice cream? Yeah. So I, I, you learned how to make ice cream. 
which is totally like different from a book, which is I think is super cool. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had I had I had a plan to make seven ice creams. Uh, I got five like solidified recipes down huh. um, that I've made, and then two that are kind of like iffy. Uh, then it, winter just hit, and I was like, ah, I guess I'll yeah I'll push it back. Yeah, and the, well, the cool thing is about it though, too is it doesn't it's not about the finishing of it is it is it it's more about just like the doing it oh yeah but definitely the doing it so I, I sat there and i i really learned how to make ice cream and i um part of the process was to find someone that you know a culinary chef that actually knows how to make ice cream and yeah. i asked them if i could sit there with them and you know make make a batch with them and i uh-huh. um, i feel like that's something that you have to do is reach out to people if, if you're trying something um, a lot of mm-hmm. people think you know i don't i don't think i'll ever be able to you know cook whatever or i'll never be able to you know be in a movie well you know what call someone email someone or comment on someone's instagram post and you never know where anything is possible with three people yeah someone knows someone that knows someone that knows someone that can do what you want to do yeah exactly and it's just (laughs) it's crazy when you boil it down to like this small thing like just do it just reach out to people especially now with you know, Instagram and everything else where you can just literally anyone in the world, you can just get into contact with them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> actually. So for my book, I, I have a drawing on the first page. And what I did is I just found someone on Instagram that I that draws and I was like, hey, do you want to draw something for my book? And she was like, yeah, definitely. So I drew this. Uh, no, I drew the inside. The inside. Uh, the inside. So cool. It was that's, just, yeah, that's, it was just cool. like, boom. And then. Yeah, dude, I had someone in um, Indonesia that my friend knew that drew um, my logo. Done. Like- <laughs> it's just like, I was like, hey, you know what, I've been thinking about getting a logo, but I'm not really sure how. And I, I texted Encore, my friend, and I was like, I think we can do this. And literally the same day, we did it, took the picture, sent it to the guy in Indonesia. He drew a vector sketch of it and then sent it back. And he was like, and I was like, dude, this is amazing, you know. <laughs> even like five ten years ago it'd be completely unattainable oh yeah do, do anything like that but now you just click on your phone and, and you go do it and yeah it's huge so like take advantage of that yeah take, take advantage of the fact that we could get in contact with anyone yeah now, i was talking to blake about be- breaking out of your comfort zone because i think it's one of the most important things that we could do especially in college and and he was like yeah if you just sit around in your room all the time you know, you're never going to, you're never going to expand. You're never oh. going to grow and you're going to, you're going to wind up in the end and look back on it and be like, man, I had so many of these amazing opportunities, like just sitting around me. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially and on college like, campus. It, no one's going to, no one's going to make you take advantage of that. Like you have to go out and actually do it. I think that's, that's dope. There's just so many events and so many things. There's speakers that come like, go meet the speakers, go, like you never know. I met, I went to some event and there was a. Like the most famous contemporary poet of West Virginia was, uh, was here. I was like, well, how did I not know about this? I just stumbled upon it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's like part of getting out of your comfort zone. Just go out and. Do you have to make a rule with yourself? Because I, for me, like I have to literally say, okay, anything that comes into my mind that reaches hesitation, I have to do it. It's not if it's not dangerous and if it's not because I like I find my mind always when I'm in social situations tells me don't do this don't do this but the consequences of of doing it are very very slim you know it's like going up and talking to somebody or you know oh. like getting up on stage or doing 
anything that the upside is so amazing, but but your mind just wants to like it wants to go nope nope nope. There's You're a afraid. lion. There's a lion attacking you. Like don't do this. But in reality, it's just. Uh, I yeah. feel like in that situation, the best thing that I've figured out is honestly, people, if you say something dumb or like things just don't work out, people are going to forget about it. Yeah. Everyone, every, everyone, honestly, everyone's self-centered and everyone just cares about themselves. Yeah. So if you go up and you make a fool out of yourself when you're going to sing karaoke, no one's going to remember in 10 minutes. And if they like it, then if the they like, if they amazing. like it, then yeah. it's like, oh wow, you're amazing. Right. If you don't, it's just like, oh. Like, okay, yeah, and then yeah. done. You're like, on to the next. Yeah. And we do live in a culture now where negative is just neutral now. Mm-hmm. And positive is positive. So you can see that with, like, Instagram or Facebook. There is no downvote or, you know, unlike. No, no one wants to put it out there. It's literally neutral or like. Yeah. So it's okay if it's neutral. And you, people aren't going to like everything you do. People aren't going to like, every, you know, absolutely everything you say. Yeah. Um, so... If you just see it, if you see it as that, if you take this mentality that kind of negative doesn't really exist and it's just neutral or positive, then you got to kind of live in your own head to do that. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you can't, you can't like be concerned about what other people think about you or how other people are reacting to you. You kind of just have to be cool with yourself and be like, all right, like if, if this doesn't work out, then I'm still a good person. I'm still me. I'm still, I'm not oh, yeah. going to be broken by this. And that's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> but, uh, it's very interesting to talk about. I heard this thing the other day on a podcast. Uh, I think it was Impact Theory. Shout out Tom Bilyeu. Um, But the the guest was like, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think that you think that I am. And that was like, okay. I was <laughs> like, what? Like, that's so crazy. Because it was essentially saying, I am what I think your perception of me is. Oh, definitely. And that's, I think, where most people live now. You know, everyone goes through periods where, you know, you just want to fit in. And and so you're, you base your actions and what you think and say off of someone's perception of you or what you think someone will think is cool. Yeah. Once you break that and you just get back to your authentic self and you're just you again, it's, I mean, it's fine. Dave, you just got to be you. Yeah. Actually, I think a lot of people get a lot out of that and I'm pretty excited about it. But um, I wanted to ask you a couple little quick questions. Um, what is your, in like one sentence, one word, whatever, what is your secret to success in college? Uh, can I break this down to like academics and non-academics? Yes. yes. Um, academics, go talk to professors, get to know them. Uh, even though you are technically a number to them, uh, in the beginning, you don't want to be a number. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go talk. Fun to fact: you. I got an A in calc last year, not because I actually <laughs> got an A. I got it like an eighty-eight or something, but because I had went to the the professor's office hours and she actually knew who I was and knew that I was trying in the class, she gave me an A. That's that's she it. gave me an A minus and and that's huge. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I wasn't expecting it, but I think that once you build those relationships with the professors, it really pays off. Definitely, and in the end, like they'll they'll help you out later on. Uh-huh. Uh So yeah do that and then kind of like in a social and just like a personal thing try things try things try things try things um go out do things this is the time in your life where you can where you do have the time and everyone's gonna say i don't have the time i don't have the time but uh that's complete bs you do have the time go out do things uh normally i'm not here like i'm not in my apartment 
until like 8 or 9 p.m. Because mm-hmm. I'm out, you know, 8 a.m. to 8, 9 p.m. every single day. Because I'm out doing things, talking to people, exploring different things. Yeah. So go out, do things. Do you know the 80-20 rule? The 80-20 rule is... Um, yeah, that's what I was it's, just, fa- it's fantastic. When, when you were saying that, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about Fortnite in specifically. <laughs> like, like, I've been playing a little too much Fortnite lately, as I think a lot of people do, but... Um, the eighty twenty rule is like that's something like I always come back to. I was like, all right, eighty percent of the time I should be doing something that moves me further along the path, but twenty percent of the time I can do the opposite and be fine. So like eighty percent of the time I need to be working or or going out and doing things that expand my horizons and doing positive things and doing positive things. Yeah. And twenty percent of the time I can go play Fortnite and chill and watch Netflix or yeah. whatever you know. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. All right. So what is your um, what is your secret spot in Morgantown? What's your favorite spot? Uh, shoot, my favorite. Most spot. people wouldn't know about. One of them is the Corroboretum. Yeah. Which is huge. People just don't know about it. And I go running there, walking there, and just like clear my head. It's right next to the engineering campus. So it's it's right next to the Coliseum. If you're if you're on the Coliseum, you're driving towards downtown. It's right there, that little parking lot. Yeah. So it's it's and it drops all the way over the hill. It's like this gigantic nature place and super. Oh, cool. it's fantastic! It's it's a great way to like just get out of there. Yeah. Um, I guess my second place will honestly be um, behind the law school. Behind the law. Behind school. the law. Like school. the hill by the football field. The hill by the football field. Okay. Um. So that's part of my running route. Every whenever I go running, so. I just sometimes sit there and it's always empty. There's never people. That's a good spot to just sit and look at stuff. Like you can see so far from up there. Oh, you can. And um, if you're on the hill, you can just like sit on the grass and relax. And um, if it snows a lot, you can go sledding back there. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's normally not too many people there. So it's, that's a lot of fun. And people just don't go there because it's kind of in the middle. It's like on top of the hill in the middle of nowhere ish. Mm-hmm. Um, not easy access from the PRT or anything, but if you have a car, just go up and park there and just go running there. So that's my secret spot. Number three? Um, number three is honestly in engineering. I really love the, I love going to the roof of ESB. Dude, that, oh man, so we gotta much. go up there again, man. Um, I haven't had too much access this semester, but it is, it's just yeah. a blast. It Get is. Get permission before you go up there. But yes. once you go up there, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it is. It's technically the highest point in Morgantown. So uh, when you go up there, you can pretty much see everything. And it's yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. Fun little short story time. Me and Jack went up there last semester to film um, uh, a movie we were doing for Film Fest. Or part of a movie. And it was one of the coolest things because we went up at sunrise. So it was like, what, like 6 a.m.? Yeah. 5, 6 a.m. And we went up there and, and you could see the entire sun like just coming up over Morgantown. Um, but like I said, get permission before you get go permission, up there. Get permission, get um, permission. Definitely don't just do it uh, without anybody. Yeah. So, <clears throat> cool, man. That Those are three nice spots. The other question was, what has your favorite experience been so far in school? Favorite experience in yeah. school? Oh, Wow. I've had a lot of experiences in school, so, and they're, they've all, like, ranged, ranged in so many different things. I will say, um, Mall United Nations has honestly been my favorite one. Really? Uh, just because I've been studying engineering, so I'm in this, you know, very technical, you know, numbers in front of the computer and, like, design this. Uh-huh. Uh, so, doing the complete opposite and having to 
be in front of people for you know a week straight and talking to people and actually not really touching the numbers then man they just throw you out there in the lines then they like, do oh my gosh and it uh yeah and it's fun and you have to at that point um when you get there like i guess the first time you're kind of like you know you're kind of shy um, but towards the end you learn that you just got to be yourself and imposter syndrome imposter syndrome is definitely a thing yeah um, and i know it in engineering it's a huge thing uh but in modern united nations it's even more um, i remember the, the advice that someone told me was like if it's your first time don't tell people it's your first time because they'll <laughs> yeah and then i'll uh, pick you apart and i was like yeah, well, yeah whatever and then when i got there i realized that they do but when you're just yourself you just have so much more fun yeah um, um, I think that might have been it for me. Oh, I have one more question. It's pretty uh, interesting, I think. Is that you are very um, outgoing, right? You've done a bunch of things. You, you've met a ton of people. And do you think that, like, to be quote-unquote successful or fulfilled or happy, do you think that you have to have that extroverted gene? Or do you no. think that it's... Yeah. No, you no, not at all. Uh, yeah. You have to be yourself. So if you if you really do love uh being by yourself and kind of just energize yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um whether it's, you know, reading a book or working or whatever, do that. Uh, I will say you do need people though in your life and that's uh, that's whatever whatever you decide to get into, you will need people to help you out. Um uh, so don't close yourself off in the world. Um, I know Blake said that he's definitely an introvert and I will say I'm part, I won't say I'm partially an introvert too. And sometimes you'll just find me go do my thing and recharge by myself. But I do, I do understand that you need people to grow. Um, yeah. Yes, you can grow by yourself. You can just to be happy, you know, <laughs> I feel like not necessarily to be happy, but to, to make an impact. Um, okay. I feel like no matter what you do in your life to feel fulfilled, you have to do something for someone else. Uh, and you can't do that if you're not around people. It's that simple. Um, there's a, there's a lot of research like that's gone into like what it is to feel fulfilled. And, you know, everyone says money isn't happiness. Um, which is not, it's not. So, <laughs> so what, what, what is happiness? And, um, they've, there's, there's been research done that, really what happiness is and fulfillment is when you can help other people. Do you think you have to take care of yourself first before you can do that? Um, no. No. Honestly, okay. uh, a lot of people say, you know, like, I'm still finding myself. Uh, I don't think I can help them because I'm you think broken. Uh, and on a slight tangent, is, I'm curious, do you think you find yourself or do you think you create yourself? I feel like you definitely create yourself through finding things that you... Like no matter what you're going, you're like th- things you're you're not gonna like certain things, mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, so you have to find those things. But at the same time, you're creating yourself because you know what? Maybe you like music and you like numbers and maybe you like you know food. And you can't do all of them at the same time. So you find you know you create yourself through one. After finding all the things that you don't like, dude. Yeah. So I feel like it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Totally forgot what we were talking about before that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's all right. 
It's been an awesome show, man. This is cool. This has been like such a cool. Uh, we do this like every week, by the way. We yeah. just never recorded it before. <laughs> Not like this. We don't sit down at a table like this. But we we go on walks with the arboretum and and uh. One thing I really wanted to talk to you about, or not talk to you about, but like thank you for, was initially when I got into photography, you were one of the main people who like supported that. And oh, like in the course. very beginning, you know, and we went, I, mean, I still remember that time that we went to the Arboretum and remember, remember that time we just like took pictures. I had just gotten this brand new lens. It was like a nifty 50, um, tiny little lens. And I had never had a new lens on a camera before. And I was like, dude, we should go try this out. We should, and then we yeah. went, we just went down to the Arboretum. It was like fall and, and, um, flew the drone around and talked and like, yeah, yeah I just want to thank you for that. Cause I don't Not think I've ever course. actually done that because it was one of the, that was like one of the most, um, one of the things that really sparked my interest in that was like, it was just going and, and trying it out. Oh, and, like, dude, of course. Man. Having someone to do that with instead of just going and doing it by myself, which was amazing at the time. And I, you know, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, always, that. always going down, you know, to help you with anything, dude. You've, you've also been a huge influence on me. And, um, I know it doesn't show a lot because I don't, I don't really say stuff too often. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you've, you've definitely helped me out. I mean, gosh, our, our run video. Uh, oh, so yeah, many comments yeah. on that. And I still dude, get comments awesome. on that. I'm like, I mean, it was, it was all Alex. Like, yeah. If you want to come back and do another one next year you always you're always trying to like branch out and do new things and that's what i try to live my life after um at times easier than others oh but, yeah of course you know yeah i think it's pretty cool no, so appreciate it. yeah i think that's the end of this show um if you really enjoyed this show uh leave a comment do do whatever you gotta do just leave yeah. some feedback um that'd be awesome Feedback. I really always. appreciate the love that the first one has been getting, like the one with Blake. I, I never, I do this stuff primarily because of the excitement that it gives me to talk to people. And um, so I never really expected like a huge feedback type of thing. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, I, I think feedback's uh, oh, the awesome. best way to grow. Yeah, yeah. The best way to grow. Yeah. Um, I think on a side note, if you're doing teacher evaluations, really put time into them because that's yeah. that's how they grow and, and don't just they... don't just be like oh she sucks he sucks <laughs> like this is terrible this class sucks because you got to be like, you know it was on you you know it was on you <laughs> you're right you're right that was just a sign <laughs> <laughs> but yeah teacher evaluations are coming up pretty quick anyway yeah so if you enjoyed this i, I really appreciate you listening like sincerely i appreciate you listening because i would do this anyway but the fact that people might might actually get something out of these things is pretty cool yeah so, definitely yeah it's been really awesome appreciate it dude and that's it that's show number two